to faster horses, older whiskey, younger women, and more money. Hello, Athens, Georgia, and beyond. This is Thompson coming at you with my main man, Justin Hale. Justin, say hello to the people. Yeah, yo, how we doing? And this is one mic, two headphones, all money. And we're coming at you live from the Rook and Pond patio down here in beautiful Athens, Georgia, downtown, just a stone's throw away from the Creature Comforts Brewery, the 40-watt club, and a whole host of other Athens landmarks. We've got a whole slate of college football pick'ems to come at you this weekend. We're picking a majority of the games. We've got all the intel on the lines, the spread, the over-under, just about everything to tease your pocketbook and parlay with your bank account. Starting off, we have our Friday Night Lights game. We like to call it Friday Night Locks here at One Mike. And this weekend for Friday night, we have the Southern University Jags going up against the Alabama State Hornets. And it's looking like it's going to be a pretty interesting game. It's right off the rip. I'm, I'm a big fan of Southern U. Not until like a couple weeks ago when I learned who the fuck they were. But now that I know who they are, big fan of Southern U. Perennial powerhouse in the FCS. Ranked in the top five to start the season. Real, real shot, I think, this year at doing something special. Historical black college. You know, they play ball. They're a run-first offense. They have a hellacious returning running back in uh, Davin Ben and a great dual-threat quarterback in Skelton. Their quarterback actually rushed for 14 touchdowns last season. Their running back rushed for over 900 yards. Pretty damn impressive. Not just that, they have a good host of talent coming back in the defensive side of the ball. They've got Tamarice Smith, an all-swack conference cornerback, along with a playmaker at linebacker in Caleb Carter and Ray Anderson. I think they have a real shot this year about doing something special, not to mention Jonathan Bishop returning on the O-line from Birmingham, Alabama, and J.A. Trey Carter returning as well. You're talking about a strong line, a strong offense, a strong defense, and a run-first university. On the other side of the ball, we have Alabama State coming in heavy. The Hornets out of Montgomery, Alabama, have been ranked eighth in their conference. You know, they aren't looking so hot. Finished 5-6 and six last season, 10th in their conference at the end of the season. Whew. You know, it's, it's hard to be a Hornets fan, I reckon. But you live in Alabama, I reckon you probably root for the Tigers or the, or the Tide as well. Well, Bama's just booty anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you bet there's a lot of Alabama State fans out there that really really just root for the Tide. You know, they probably graduated. They don't really care about anything going on. Yeah. And you know what? We really don't either, but we got to talk about it, so let's talk about it a little bit. The Hornets do have a pair of defensive players in Christian Clark and Natron Culpepper coming back. Natron Culpepper is who led their pass defense last season. A great player. Three interceptions last season. Christian Clark finished with 50 tackles, three and a half tackles for loss, and a sack. Nothing stellar. These guys are not going to be pro football players, but they do ball. What we don't know about Alabama State is that they don't have a starting quarterback named yet. It's got to be pretty hard coming in, first game. First game of the season, no starting quarterback. You're right. That's rough. 
And that's what we're going to talk about. So when I was putting my notes together on this game, I figured that Southern would be favored between 6 and 14 points for this game. And as we're looking at the spread right now, we have seven and a half point favorite Southern University. Now, we call it Friday Night Locks because I promise you one of your two hosts, myself or Justin, every week is going to make a lock on the Friday night game. This week it has gone to my responsibility, and I've got your Thompson lock on the Friday night game. We are going to lock up the over-under at 52. We are locking up an under of 52. Which plays out because, honestly, over 70% of the games came in at a strong under last week. Justin is a little high with his percentage there, but we were rocking about a 63% of the games last week coming in on an under, so we do know the underplay in the FCS is a good play. Now, I have to say, Southern against decent talent doesn't ever score more than 35 to 40 points. I don't see Alabama State putting a lot of points together in this game. I think the score in this game lays around 20, maybe 31-17 is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking 31-17 under with Southern cover in the 7.5. Any thoughts on your side? I can't be mad at it. Uh, not knowing anything about the two, honestly, don't really care. <laughs> so, it's hard. It is hard to care, but we're trying to care. You know why? Because we're degenerates and we love college football gambling and God has blessed us with another season of college football. After surviving COVID and 2020, here we are, legit, real college football in the spring. So we're locking it in. Thompson is locking it in. That's a Thompson lock, under 52 on your Friday night locks. And I'm going to go out on a stretch. I'm going to go ahead and make a pick. I'm going to tease that 7.5 down to 6.5, and and I'm going to pick Southern at six and a half teased as well. And when we get into my wacky shit at the end of the podcast, I've got another little special teaser for us there. But that's just a tease for later in the podcast, really. Any final thoughts on Southern U and Alabama State? No, let's get to some better games. Hey, I'm with you. Let's get to some better games, Justin. Next up on the slate for the start of our Saturday slate, we have the University of Northern Illinois versus Youngstown State. This is a pretty exciting game, Justin. The line right now is sitting at UNI minus six and a half as the away team with an over-under of only 38 and a half points. Kind of interesting. Isn't it? That is one hell of a low. That is one hell of a low line for college football. 38 and a half points, and we will get into that. But let's talk about the teams a little bit first. You and I had a hard loss last week. It was depressing. It kind of hurt my pocket. Too. Yeah, those San Diego State Jackrabbits, San Diego State, ha, those yeah, South Dakota State those. Jackrabbits really got the you and I. They really took care of them. In the last 90 seconds, a little uh, out route to the halfback, and that was all she wrote. That damn jackrabbit. That damn jackrabbit. But let's not forget, you know, you and I came in the season ranked number three in the FCS. They, they came in as a pretty high favorite team. Um, you know, they aren't James Madison. They aren't North, uh, North Dakota State. But they're right there behind them in terms of talent. And uh, I know it was a heartbreaking way to start the season with a loss, um, but Vegas had it spot on. You know, Vegas had them pegged as a slight dog. 
and uh, they nailed it. What else can you say? Youngstown State has a talented freshman quarterback in Mark Wade and some real talent returning at wide receiver. There's been some discussion about these numbers. Uh, I came in with some false information earlier thinking that you know the, the Youngstown State wide receivers really had some records behind them. They actually lost that big receiver from last season that we were talking about, but they do have one hell of a talented freshman quarterback. Well, they game Mr. Ohio. I mean... You really can't complain with it. That is. Uh, now, for Youngstown State, they're all Ohio quarterback. Uh, he's a freshman, but he's six foot three and threw for 4,000-plus yards as a senior in high school. He is, I mean, he's a beast Arguably of a quarterback. pretty good. Like, a- absolute beast of a quarterback. And that's what we'll have to look at. He definitely had uh, a very, a very decent performance against North Dakota State last week. Only scored one touchdown. That's a hell of a defense they were playing. And North Dakota State, you know, those guys fall out. That voice you're hearing in the background laughing is none other than Craig McEachern, the pride of Athens, Georgia. He's the uh, kitchen uh, manager, the chef of Clark's Standard. He's trying to get naked. Downtown, yeah, he's taking his shirt off, but he's a real handsome man. He's got got those... uh, those abs we don't mind looking at. What's up, Craig? Anyways, go say hey to Craig over at Clark Standard. He's down there laughing outside of Rook and Pond. Back to the game. We've got you and I with a quarterback who is a dual threat red shirt sophomore, but he I don't think he's as talented as this freshman coming in from Youngtown State. I really don't. I don't. No, 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 no. Not at all. And Vegas really got you and I last week as a uh, close dog. I'm really trying to talk myself into uh, picking Youngstown State. I'm running with them all day the six and a half points given to them. I, I really am, but I think you and I is hungry from losing last week. I think they're the higher-ranked team. I think they're the better team. I am going to have to go ahead and put a lock on this. Um, I You're probably, really going with the UNI, minus six and a half. I am gonna, I'm going to lock up UNI, minus six and a half as a Thompson lock. UNI, Ooh, minus six and a half. And it sounds like we got a little bit of a lock fight. Are you going to lock up that Youngstown? I'm going to lock up the plus six All and right. a half. All right. We got a hail lock. It's a hailstorm coming at you guys. We got a Justin Hale lock up. I mean, you have a 1,300-yard receiver coming at you. Got to run with the rookie. All right, now everybody listening to the podcast noticed that I said that we had that misinformation about that receiver, and that is not actually the case. But he's going to lock that up I'm at still plus six it. and a half. He's feeling it, and I appreciate that. And you don't look if he's And if you're right looking now. at the line, I'm going to make an official pick, not a lock, but an official pick. I'm going over 38 and a half all day. No, no, no. You think the game's going to go under 38 points? Yeah, we're really just going to argue about this one because <laughs> I'm telling you all day. I'm taking that ugly ass. Under 38 ugly and a half. 38 and a half. You're going under 38 and yeah, a half. Yeah, I that's, never thought I would say it. That's, ever in any line you know, whatsoever. You know Navy's not playing in this game. Navy's not playing in this game. I feel like Navy would actually put up a better fight. <sighs> okay. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. I'm saying over. He's saying under. I'm saying you and I. He's saying Youngstown State. This is the hard-hitting information you come to one mic for. Second pick on our Saturday slate, we have Robert Morris at James Madison. Justin. It's Robert Morris versus the Dukes. And it's one hell of a line. We got James Madison at home favored by 38 points. 
with an over-under of 53 and a half. How are you going to jump from a game where the over-under is 38 and a half to a line of 38, 38 points? Right. I know. I mean, I hear you, Justin. It's, uh, it's FCS football. This is what we're looking at. I mean, there's a lot of talent disparity in FCS football. When you're thinking about FCS football, folks, go ahead and think about tiering the schools. Understand there's a top tier that could compete with probably the lower half of the bowl subdivision. There's a middle tier that every now and then might be able to upset somebody like New Mexico State or Vanderbilt, you know. And there's a bottom tier of FCS that couldn't get a win against anybody worth a shit on their best day. Yeah. Um, I'm not necessarily. I'm not necessarily saying Robert Morris is a bottom tier team, but I am saying that James Madison University is a top tier team. The Dukes are badass. They're probably going to be a champion. They are. They're going to be in your top three. They are probably going to be a champion. You're very right. You are looking at the more than likely FCS national champions. They rolled week one with a 52-0 win over Moorhead State. And the last time they played Robert Morris, they crushed them. 73-7 at Robert Morris. At Robert Morris. So now that they're at home, do you think they're going to cover those 38 points? Yeah, very unlikely. But they are the Dukes. I mean, yeah. You know, we're in the South. We do love some Dukes. How do you make your pimento cheese without Dukes mayonnaise? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I really don't fuck with the pimento anyway. But, wait, well, hey, different story, different time. Hey, not everyone has taste, Justin. So, your boy Ooh. Thompson, he's got to lock it up. Um, another lock coming to you. I'm going to give you up to five locks a week, not including the Friday night lock. Up to five locks a week. i got a lock for you right now. JMU minus 38. Mark me down. Lock it up. At home, James Madison minus 38 points. Put it up there. And you know what? I'm not going to make it a lock, but it's going to be an official pick. We're going to go ahead and hit that over 53 and a half. I think they can do it on their own. What are your thoughts? Oh, really? 38, I, I could never pull a trigger on a minus 38. It just it doesn't happen. Like, let's just be real. But if you want to talk about they cover the 38, I could definitely see the overhitting because eh, every blind squirrel finds a nut. They can at least throw 15 and a half up there. 16 will be real. Is that a is that a official hailstorm bet? Is that like is that moving through that early spring storm? Is that coming through? Is that an official bet of over 53 and a half? I'll definitely take the over. All right, folks, that's an official pick by Justin Hale of over 53 and a half, and that is a pick agreement on the over. Next up on the slate, we have Wofford versus Chattanooga. Now, Justin, this is a pretty interesting game. We've got Wofford that covered a 16-point spread last week against Georgia's very own Mercer University, and now they have another triple option team they're playing against in Chattanooga. I think that the Terriers have a good shot at covering again. Let's talk about the numbers. We have Wofford at minus two and a half as an away favorite and an over-under of... 44. 44 points. Not a bad over-under. I would still think, though, a little high. With a two triple option teams, you've got to see it. Because that's just turnover central. 
All right, well, let's let's break down the numbers. So Wofford right now has a quarterback that's a little different than the quarterbacks they've had in the past. His name's Wyrick, and he is an option quarterback, but he has the additional advantage of actually being able to throw the football. So Wofford last week completed 12 of 18 passes for 173 yards. Not bad for a team that only threw the ball an average of seven times a game last season. Not only that, Wofford has a monster, monster defensive end in Michael Mason. Six foot three, 255 pound sophomore defensive end, who last weekend had two sacks that caused two fumbles. That's right, two turnovers by himself in the win over Mercer. Oh, look, there's some guy in a lifted truck trying to prove how big his dick is. All right, that's the joy of sitting downtown, folks. You get to hear all that stuff. Now, the former South Forest star, Michael Mason, I mean, he had seven solo stops, three tackles for loss, pair of sacks, both caused fumbles, both were recovered by the Terriers. This dude is a fucking monster. That's right, he's a fucking beast. Chattanooga, 0-1 in the fall. They have a great freshman quarterback named Ty Gossett. Super impressive. Cannon of an arm. You also have Bill Nunley coming in with 1,000 yards last year. That's right. Bill Nunley, one hell of a wide receiver. And A. Lim Ford is a pretty good running back. Don't get me wrong. Chattanooga has a decent team. And though they are a run-first team, Bill Nunley, 1,000-plus yards, they do sling it a little bit. Now, um, I... Go ahead. Uh, I'm kind of leaning more towards the Chattanooga, uh, Chattanooga sorry, with the two and a half points. Uh, they're at home. Kind of got to give them that. And if they could cause one of these fumbles to happen with the stupid triple option, if it happens in their red zone, then you have a chance of, well, Chattanooga pulling out an upset. But the over... Yeah, the over 44 is just a little too high for my liking. All right, any official picks on the game, Justin? You got a lock or a pick on this one? Not necessarily a lock, but I would lean towards a two and a half given a Chattanooga. All right, so that's a pick by Mr. Hale. Not a lock, but an official pick. We got Chat plus two and a half. Now, I hate to do this to him because I don't have a lock either, but it is going to be, and by the way, when we say an official pick or a lock, we just want you folks at home to know that means we are putting our own hard-earned ducats on that bet. That means we are putting units on that bet. We I would are late. not try to send you down a rabbit hole of, well, bad luck, but, yeah. Justin's not taking you any place. He's not going himself, and that's what we're saying. We are here laying down these bets ourselves. So when he says chat plus two and a half, he's putting units on it. And when I say Wofford minus two and a half, that means I'm putting units on it. I'm laying off the over-under as well, but I am official pick Wofford minus two and a half. You do have to realize we are not talking about basketball right now. I do. I do know that. I do know that. I do know that. And you know what? We're going to see what happens. Wofford versus Chattanooga. Looks Let's to be, see the game happen. It looks to be exciting. All right, so real quick, a little bit of a commercial. We're going to have a couple plugs about here in downtown Athens. If you're in the service industry downtown every Monday night at Clark's Standard, either Allie Ingram or Craig McKeachin is there to sling you drinks. 
for your service industry night with all sorts of gravy discounts and specials for your service industry peers. Also, we're happy to plug Doggone Good Barbecue. My boy BJ has some of the best barbecue in town. And if you like brisket, go on to Pulaski Heights because Chuck also does some of the best barbecue in this city. Between the two of them, they have the barbecue game on lock. So if you're looking for barbecue, you go to Pulaski Heights or Doggone Good. Looking for craft cocktails? Find your way over to the world-famous, owned by the uh, ever- interesting David Parhan. You cannot beat their cocktails and their small menu. It's a dive bar, but it's a family friendly during the day. Go check it out. Uh, Lastly, Uncle Ernie's is reopening on Oglethorpe in just a few months. Check it out. Keep an eye out on Oglethorpe. There's a sign right now that says Juniors. Ignore that. It's going to be Ernie's shortly. We will also have you a food truck bringing anything from pizza to chicken wings to pulled pork sandwiches. We'll be located in the Morton Theater parking lot. Ooh, and also, we will have a full bar attached to the truck. Full bar attached to the food truck. Do you all hear that? Full bar attached to the food truck. Athens is getting to be banging. Talking about Athens getting to be banging, one last plug. Paloma Park, opening the first week of April. Charcuterie and tapas inspired by street fair from around the world. A Jason Dunn project taking over the old Max Canada space. It's not going to be Max anymore, but it's going to have a similar vibe. It's just going to be a little bit of food, a little bit of fine cocktail, the same old $5 shots of Jameson, $2 Tonyas, and $3 PBRs. We look forward to seeing you at all your favorite local Athens restaurants. All right, South Dakota at Illinois State, our next game on the Saturday slate. We are talking, hell, I don't even know if I know either of these two teams' mascots. Uh, South Dakota Coyotes versus the Illinois State Redbirds. Let's start out with Illinois State. They were a quarterfinalist in the FCS playoff bracket last year. They actually had a great team led by James Robinson, running back, who ended up going pro to the NFL. Brady Davis, a quarterback who graduated, and a backup running back, Jeff Proctor, who's now gone, along with a host of defensive talent that graduated as well. Flipping over to the Coyotes, they won two of their final three games in 2019, including a 24-21 upset of the Jackrabbits of South Dakota State, who I assume would be their in-state rival. Now, they have a little bit of talent as well, but not what Illinois State had last year. Now, let's talk about Illinois State this year. It's just not the same team, Justin. No, they've lost a whole lot of starters. I don't get the minus six that they're sitting there carrying. You're going against that South Dakota team that led the conference in passing. So, eh. I hear you on that, eh, Justin. I think Illinois State's getting a nod here with that minus six, even though they're the away team. Purely, purely because of the history of the program. I get that. They're one of uh, those, they're like a, they're, they're on the cusp of being one of those top tier teams we were talking about. But they're also the Redbirds. I get it that a Redbird is a good luck symbol, but I still don't trust it. I like the upset with South Dakota happening. All right, now, is that an official pick, Justin? You really like this upset, yes, South Dakota? Yes, yes, Y'all, we're going to go ahead and write... put a pin in that because also it'll come back to a wacky bet situation later. 
But hey, that's a South Dakota money line pick. Now that's not a lock, folks, but that is an official pick of the podcast. South Dakota on the money line. Now, I have to stay here with Justin. I can't lie. I'm not going to pick the money line pick, but six and a half? Oh, you bet your ass. Thompson's going to ride on that USD plus six and a half. I love it. Love it. Any other notes about this game we think is important? Not really. Um, I'll say this. I just feel like everything coming out of Dakota right now, oddly enough, nothing's really came out of there besides, like, what? You have, like, oil and, like, trailers and shit like that. Cows, but, cows. Yeah, there's really nothing going on, but Dakota seems to be I running with everything I right think there's now some mining that goes on in the Dakotas. Um, I think Mount Rushmore is up there. Not a lot going on in the Dakotas, you're right. But they are producing some good football. And if you're questioning our South Dakota bet, I will tell you that their head coach, Bob Nielsen, is a former Division three three-time national champion and is one hell of a coach. He's in his fifth year at the University of South Dakota, which means he's come through a full recruiting class. And at least once in each of the past eight seasons, the South Dakota Coyotes have upset a top 10 FCS team. They are definitely not a team to sleep on. That is right. Don't sleep on the Coyotes because you know Coyotes like to hang out at night. And that's what we got to say about it. Go Yotes. Next up, we have Incarnate Word at McNeese State. This is Texas football versus Louisiana football. We got the Word of God versus the McNeese State Colonels. We're talking about Texas boys versus Louisiana boys. No raging Cajuns or go Tigers here, but the same mentality. Let's break it down a little bit. Incarnate Word, they play football, Justin. They do. I mean, they lead the FCS in turnovers. That's right. They sure do. Three and a half turnovers a game. That is one competitive defense. And it wasn't just last year. It's two years in a row they have led the league and averaged three and a half turnovers per game. Not only that, starting quarterback Kevin Yeager might be a legitimate dual threat beast. He has 3,000 plus yards each of his last seasons, 2,000 running, 1,000 passing. Now, some of those are high school numbers, but he is a legit dual threat quarterback for Incarnate Word. And that's what's interesting because we have a battle of dual threat quarterbacks today, Justin. Yeah, I, I can't be mad at it. Yeah, you can't be bad at that. It means it's going to be an exciting game to watch. McNeese State is definitely the better team, and their quarterback, Cody Orgeron, not related to Coach O, is a 3,000 passing yard a season type baller in college and high school. And I said he wasn't related to Coach O, but who the fuck knows? He plays for McNeese State, could be his nephew. I didn't look it up. I don't care that much. I can't understand the way they talk. How about them games? <laughs> Yeah, it's hard to understand how them Cajuns talk when they start gabbing at you. But you know what? McNeese State, they got a hell of a team. Running game, strong, led by the same quarterback, Cody Ogeron, who last week had 100-plus yards running with 5-plus yards average per carry, scored two touchdowns on the ground, passed for three more, a total of five touchdowns just for the quarterback of McNeese State. Now, they do do a little bit of running back by committee but they are certainly the better team. All that being said, how are you feeling about the game? Oh, 
Honestly, you want to talk about the hand of God? Well, in card day. I can't say this name to save my life. No, you're having really a real hard time with incarnate word, but I understand yeah, it. Yeah, the yeah, word yeah, of yeah, God yeah. brought to life the incarnate word. And I was shumming and I will take the 11 and a half, but do not, do not touch the over of 57 and a half. All right, so we're laying off that over under. Now, is that an official Justin Hale hailstorm lock? Yeah, I'm definitely taking the under all day. And I really am a fan of that 11 and a half plus given to him. So that, let's go with it. Let's see how the turnovers roll. It'll probably be a low-scoring game. Probably only like 35 together scored, in my personal opinion. But yeah, all right, this is gambling. There you have it, folks. So we have a pick of the under, and we have a lock of plus 11 and a half. Now, I'm not going to lock it up, but I am going to roll with that as one of my picks as well. Incarnate Word plus 11 and a half. I'm going to lay off the over-under myself. No lock on this game. And that is how we feel about it. Next up, we have North Dakota State Bison, the uh, pretty much perennial national champs of the FCS League. Playing against the Southern Illinois Salukai. Saluki? Salukai? I have no fucking idea. They got Illini. They got Salukai. They got all sorts of shit up in Southern Illinois and in Illinois in general. And if you've watched the Blues Brothers, you might be led to believe there are Nazis there. As it turns out, they seem to be all over the fucking country nowadays. But we aren't going to worry about that so much. We've got North Dakota State versus Southern Illinois. North Dakota State is a 16 and a half point favorite and we are looking at an over under of 44. Let's get into it, Justin. I mean, you have your boy Kobe going on with North Dakota State. That's right. Kobe Johnson rushing for 114 yards as their starting tailback in the previous game this season against Youngtown State. He's a three-time FCS defending national champion. He has won three titles already with his school. And he's not even, you know, he's the starting running back. He's not even the big piece. The big piece on the team would have been Trey Lance, who played one game in the fall and then declared for the NFL draft. So North Dakota State, ex-Carson Wentz, ex-Trey Lance, they are left with Zeb Noland at quarterback. And let's talk a little bit about Zeb. Now, Zeb, he can run the football okay. But yeah, what, but... He can't pass. No, he cannot pass. Last week, he was 9 for 18 for only 78 yards. Gosh. But when you have somebody, you when, when you have a Trey Lance and you have a Carson Wentz that comes out of your program, you know that the coach can train this guy to actually be a better passer. All right. Is it going to happen from week one to week two? There's only one way to find out. I, guess. I wouldn't put all of my eggs in a basket and say yes, but I wouldn't sleep on them in general. I now, as a 16.5 point favorite, I don't really care for it. I really love the under of this game, a 44.5. I mean, with Southern Illinois, you do have a, a strongish, decent rush attack. So he's not going to be able to put that kind of run game, I think, against this team. But, I mean, 
Yeah, I, I understand I like, what you're I like saying. the plus 16 and a half going to I understand Atlanta. what you're saying. I mean, last week we had North Dakota State as what, a 26-point favorite against Youngtown State? And at the end of the game, it was 25-7. to 7. What we know is North Dakota State has a hell of a rushing attack, and they have a hell of a defense. What they don't have right now is a passing attack that they've had in the past. So I do not see any kind of long shot of a long bomb. Yeah, I don't see any value either at North Dakota State. Not on this line, even at 16.5. I am a real big fan of the Salakai on this line. I think that Southern Illinois, and I'm going to go ahead and make it an official pick of the podcast, Southern Illinois plus 16.5. And and I like it. I like it, it a lot. Like, it sounds like, Justin Hale, are you going to make a, an official pick of the under in this game? Oh, I am definitely taking this under all day long. To definitely the taking an under of ND State versus Southern Illinois. We're going under for Justin as an official pick. Not a lock, folks, but that's an official pick. You might as well go ahead and throw it down as a lock because gonna, this under is definitely happening. All right, you heard it here, folks. We have a lock under in the North Dakota State game. That is an official one mic, two headphones lock. Go yeah, ahead and we're lay. We're trying to get all the money over here. Whether you live in Las Vegas or one of those legal states or you do it through your phone in one of those less than legal sites, you go ahead and lay those units. Hit your friends, hit your loved ones, everybody. 44 and a half under is going down. All right, he's locked it up, folks. Coming back at you, our next game on the slate, we have the South Dakota State University Jackrabbits versus the Fighting Hawks of North Dakota. I know you have a lovely thing going on. I do. I do have some love coming for I just like South Dakota State. There's something about the Jackrabbits. I just like the mascot. I like the team. I loved watching them play UNI last week. I was watching that game. It was a hell of a game. I mean, it was fun to watch. And... Damn, am I a fan of that quarterback. And let's talk about little baby Gronk real quick. Actually, before we get into that, let me tell you the lines for the game. We've got South Dakota State as a a 7.5-point favorite at North Dakota. And the over-under is a sweet little 47.5. Now that we've got that out of the way, let me tell you about baby Gronk. Mark Gronkowski. I grok it. I love me a gronk. He's a three-sport athlete in high school, played baseball, basketball, and football. Six foot three, 200 pounds, 68% of his passes completed in high school. 15 touchdowns, no interceptions, 1,700 yards, while rushing for 850 yards and 12 touchdowns. That's 27 touchdowns and no turnovers as a senior in high school. That's pretty fucking bad. Cannot be mad at that. We also know that this motherfucker is good in the clutch. We know he is because we saw it on display last week. You know, before the week started, I thought the Rabbits would be the favorite. I was thinking maybe like a seven-point favorite. They're coming out at six and a half. But before we get into no, it, no, let's no, talk. No, no, we're at seven and a half. Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Thank yeah. you, Justin. Now let's talk a little bit about North Dakota. They run the ball really well, and they play decent defense. Their starting quarterback, Tommy Schuster, last week did what he was asked to do. Went 15 for 23 and 118 yards with three passing touchdowns. They have a great defensive coordinator and a decent defense. I mean, they also average over 200-plus yards rushing. 
I know North Dakota. I mean, North Dakota's got a strong rush game. They really do, and that's what we've got to talk it out and just work it out. So we're looking at this game. I'm telling you right now, my feelings. I just got to tell you, I'm in love with Gronk, man. I love it. I think you also kind of miss this one right here, though, man. Am I reading my numbers right? Did little baby Gronk have 117 rush yards? I mean. You know it, what? It really... Uh, Let's see what little baby Gronk had last week. Now, we're doing a little bit of live research on the cast. We're going to check out Mark Gronkowski's numbers last week. I'm pretty we, positive he did hit the 117. All right, we'll see. You know, we know he was playing you and I. We know he was playing you and I last week. He's a quarterback... For South Dakota State University, we'll bring up his official numbers. Of course, you know, Google only wants to show me Rob Gronkowski, of course. So we're going to have to go in just a little bit. That's an it. That's a maybe. We know that he is a strong runner. We know that they won last week. Let's get up UNI versus SDSU football. Again, Sorry for the delay. This is live analysis coming at you so you can see the process, us working through it. Mark Gronkowski last week had 10 rushes for 24 yards and a touchdown. Ooh, I am all kind of pooping on my stats. Now, the team had 117 rushing yards last week, led by Philip Strong, the running back, for 22 carries at 91 yards, an average of 4.1 yards per touch. Okay, So they do have a running game. It just doesn't come from the quarterback. Knowing all that, I'm still going with my baby Gronk. It's not a lock. It is going to be another official Thompson pick on the podcast. I'm going to rock South Dakota State University minus seven and a half. You know what? No, I'm not. I'm going to tease it down a point. Folks, all right, all right. Don't no, ever forget. Me with the tease. What's don't up? ever forget the option with your bookie. You can always tease a point or two for a little more juice. I'll take that minus 105. I'll juice it up to minus 120, and I will take South Dakota State at minus six and a half with a point tease on there. All right, I can dig it. I can dig it as well. Any thoughts on this game? Any picks? I'm really just going to stay away from this one. Honestly, um, well, I don't know. This 47 and a half over actually looks pretty good. Uh, you have your little hawks that are sitting there rushing for 200 plus yards. So, depending on how the Jack Rabbit's defense can step up against a run game. We saw their defense last week. They played okay. Okay, yeah. It was really the offense that saved them. Yeah. So... This one, in my personal opinion, is just going to be a coin toss. I don't want to bite on anything. All right, you hear that? The hailstorm's saying lay off. And, you know, when the storm's not coming through, neither should you. All right, y'all, we're coming to the end of the cast. So we have our wacky bets. I have a couple for you, and Justin's got a couple for you. Starting out, I'm going to run a three-dog round-robin par, a three-team round-robin underdog parlay, Incarnate Word, Murray State, and Mercer all together. Run it on. I'm going to run it as a parlay, put five units on it. Then I'm going to run the round-robin, all the options at five units and option. That is going to maximize my winning capacity, or I'm going to be out 
about 20 units. It's okay, though, because I have a strong feeling that my underdog parlay has a real chance. Once we get to next season, you'll find out that during the regular season of college football, I run an underdog round robin 18 parlay every weekend because when you have 122 teams playing college football, there's going to be some underdogs that win. It's up to you to find them, locate them, and maximize your earning potential. Now, my other bet for you guys today, I'm going to combine some of my favorite bets of the day, and then I'm going to tease it six points and make a teaser. So I'm going to take Friday night, Southern University and Alabama State under 52 James Madison University, minus 38. UNI, minus 6.5. Furman, minus 21. Nichols, minus 22. Southern Illinois Salukai, plus 16.5. Samford, minus 15.5. Wofford, minus 2.5. I'm going to take all those. I'm going to tease them six points as part of an 18 parlay teaser. Lay five units on that to win a real cool 120 units. I think that's a safe bet. I'm happy about it. Justin, tell me about your wacky bets. Uh, I'm actually going to kind of run with you on two of these. I'm definitely going to take the Mercer plus four. I'm going to take the Murray State plus seven. Now I'm going to switch it up a little bit, though, and take the North Dakota State, Southern Illinois, under a 44 and a half. Then I'm also going to play it with the Nickel State minus 22. I do not like doing minuses of more than 17. It's I just know a, you don't. I know you hate it. I know you hate it. It's a thing that I do. I just, it, uh, I'm just going to roll the dice with this one. But it's kind of the same thing. You could look, you got two underdogs in there, so you could roll with like a five-unit bet and probably pull back like, I don't know, roughly 85 units. So, that would be my safe four bet for the week. That's a wacky bet from Justin Hale. So, we thank you for listening. We appreciate you giving your time to us. If you have a gambling problem, please look, reach out to your local Gambling Anonymous or your local I hotline. will take those bets. Please reach out for help. If you're a novice gambler, do your own research. Don't trust anything you hear from anyone. Trust your own lines and your own work. And we appreciate you. Ride with us. We will make you money. Bet, get, bet with us. Or go to hell against us. This is the game we're playing, baby. All right. I'm Thompson, and this is the Hailstorm. Justin Hale signing off. <laughs> that's, that's the Hailstorm <laughs> right there, folks. Live from Athens, Georgia. We appreciate you listening, and we'll come back next week. <laughs>